Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to the Wizards Tip-Off Podcast, presented by Greenberg and Betterman Personal Injury Lawyers. I'm your host, Chase Hughes, and on today's episode, I caught up with Jody Meeks, the Wizards shooting guard, got a one-on-one interview with him after Monday's practice. Talked about a lot of things, how he's adjusting to his new team, uh, playing with John Wall, and we even went back to his Kentucky days. You know, he actually hosted John Wall on his recruiting visit in Lexington. So I asked him about that. What does he remember about John Wall at the time, and what is it like to now play with him? Because as Jody pointed out, they were one year away from playing with each other in college. Um, Both guys were really good for the Kentucky Wildcats, but Jody left school early. And if he had stayed one more year, him and John Wall would have played together. So that was pretty interesting. I'm going to toss to the interview a little bit earlier than I usually do. Um, But after the interview, um, I'll be back to talk about the the choice of Carrick Felix for the last Wizards roster spot. I'll also give you the latest update on Markeith Morris as he... Uh, looks to return. He's still a few weeks away, but he's been doing more and more uh, lately at practice. Also talk about the power forward competition, where it stands now just a few days away from opening night. And also what the Wizards are going to do with their two-way contract rookies. Um, you know, we've gotten some interesting information on them. By the way, we'll have a season preview episode, Chris Miller and I, that'll come out on Tuesday. This one's coming out on Monday, but we'll uh, go through a full preview of the season, even give some predictions on Tuesday. Uh, once again, this is the Wizards Tip-Off Podcast presented by Greenberg and Betterman Personal Injury Lawyers. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also listen to us on Google Play. Um, pretty much any way you get your podcasts out there, iTunes, uh, you can find us. And if you like the show, you know, give us a rating, uh, subscribe, and tell your friends. That's the best way to spread the word. Tell your friends if you like it. Do us a favor. You know, we put a lot of work into this, and we really appreciate uh, those who do listen to us. All right, without further ado, let's get to Jody Meeks, my interview with him. But we'll do that right after a word from our sponsors. Now joining me on the Wizards Tip-Off Podcast is Wizards guard Jody Meeks. Uh, Jody, obviously you signed with this team in the offseason, have been here for a few weeks. How have things been going for you as you're getting used to your new team? Uh, it's going well. Uh, just trying to still get acclimated. Uh, preseason's over with, but uh, everything's still you know fairly new, so I'm um, getting used to it and uh, getting ready for the season opener on Wednesday. 
What was your emphasis this offseason? Obviously, these last few years, you haven't been able to stay healthy for the entire season. Is that, as you've gotten older, become part of the, the offseason to kind of train to make sure that you can, uh, you know, prevent injuries? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things, too. Uh, another thing is just bad luck, I mean. Yeah, when uh, it's your hand, right? Yeah, before, you know, two and a half seasons ago, I had never been hurt in my life. So, um, whatever the case is, you know, you just try to learn from it. Uh, try to take, you know, better care of your body. Don't go as hard in the summertime. Um, and then during the season, do a lot of maintenance to, you know, maintain uh, your health and try to take care of it. Um, from what I've seen of you in preseason, it seems like you've got a, a very quick first step. Has that always been part of your game to kind of uh, no hesitation? It seems like you get your shots off quickly. You, you make decisions offensively very quickly when you put the ball on the floor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you got to in this league. Guys are so talented and quick and long and athletic. Uh, you have to do make quick decisions. Um, I'm not somebody that's going to go in and, you know, dunk over a lot of people. So I got to be kind of crafty. Uh, but my first step has always been pretty quick and uh, just try to take advantage of that. What about three-pointers? Last year you shot really well, particularly from the corner. It was like over 47%. Um, how have you uh, seen your three-point shot kind of improve over the years? Uh, well, I think, you know, as shooters, you don't really think about percentages. Uh, when you're open, you try to take good shots and uh, give yourself the best opportunity to make them. Um, you take a lot of contested and bad shots. It's hard to, to make those on a consistent basis. Um, but it's, I, just, I think it's just dedicated to my work ethic. Um, I spend a lot of time in the gym getting shots up, um, doing you know different stuff in my game to work on my craft. And does the same apply to free throws? Obviously, you look at your numbers and you've shot free throws really well all the way going back to college. Yeah, I mean, it's something I've done you know, going back to you know early childhood, high school, and my whole career. So um, I work hard on that. Pretty good touch, but at the same time, uh, you know, I don't think any shooter or free throw shooter is born with it. You got to work at it. What's it been like uh, playing with John Wall? Obviously, you guys both went to Kentucky, and um, you know, in some of these preseason games, obviously you're playing with Tim Frazier, Thomas Sadoransky. But what's yep. it been like with John Wall in particular? Oh, it's been good. You know, I would have thought to stay my last year in school. I would have played with him. Um, haven't had a ton of time, ton of minutes on the court with him so far. But uh, John's a great guy, and obviously a great basketball player. So. So I'm looking forward to uh, you know being in there with him. Yeah, you hosted him on his recruiting visit, right? Yeah. You told us that over the summer. What do you yeah. remember about that? I just remember being a, a tall, lanky kid that knew he was good at basketball, but didn't really know how good yet. So uh, I've seen him, seen him mature a lot uh, over the years, and uh, it's been fun to see that from a distance because I haven't been on the team. But now that I'm on the team, uh, I'll get to see it firsthand. Yeah, speaking of that, did you uh, ever watch his mixtape? Because people still talk about it. I saw like a rankings. High school mixtape? High school mixtape, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when mixtapes like really started blowing up. and yeah. him and him When I was in high school, they didn't have you. YouTube, so I think he was his was one of the first YouTube uh, right. sensations. So right. now it's everybody seeing like, but uh, yeah, I seen it. Uh, it's probably right before his visit, and uh, everybody was going crazy. So he knew he was going to be a, uh, you knew he was a talent back then, and he didn't know how good he was going to be. But uh, I'm glad he's it's worked out for him. Um, speaking of that, you uh, very briefly in the preseason played in some three guard lineups. It was John, it was Brad, and you. Um, at least I think it was in that fourth game. Scott Brooks had that lineup. And, uh, you know, he's talked about maybe playing Otto and Oubre together, and that might be a result that he's got to go smaller in the second unit. What do you think about a potential of a, a three-guard lineup if you run with Juan Deal? Yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, we've done it in practice the past couple of days. Uh, I think it would be, you know, pretty dangerous. Me and, you know, Bradley can shoot the ball very well, and, uh, you know, John's obviously a good 
distributor and penetrator, so kind of pick your poison. And Carrick Felix making that final roster spot, uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm happy for him. He plays hard. Um, he gives us that, um, you know, toughness and, and practice and got guys that will work hard and uh, be professional. So, um, obviously, I know he's happy, so, you know, we're all happy for him. Yeah, have you matched up with him in practice a few times? I mean, that's what I hear oh, yeah. from everyone is that he, he just knows one gear. <laughs> one well, gear, you, you, you kind of got to tell him to relax sometimes because it's just <laughs> practice. But, uh, no, you need guys like that on your roster to, um, you know, kind of iron sharpen iron and get you used to game situations. So, um, I think he'll be good for us. And uh, last question, you know, you look at your uh, resume in the NBA. You play in the playoffs four different years. Uh, it seems like for a while that was the expectation. Are you excited to be on a team that, you know, you, it's going to be a long year, but you guys uh, yeah. are expected to be back in that mix? Well, yeah, you know, I, my first, I think, five seasons, I made it every year, four years. Uh, so, recently hasn't been like that, but I'm glad to be back on a, you know, a potential playoff team. Hopefully we can get deep in the playoffs and, uh, you know, win as much as we can. Perfect. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. And we're back on the Wizards Tip-Off podcast presented by Greenberg and Betterman Personal Injury Lawyers. Once again, thanks to Jody Meeks for being our guest this week. A lot of great insight from him. I'm particularly interested in when and you know in what situations Scott Brooks decides to go to that three-guard lineup. I think John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Jody Meeks could really, really put up some numbers offensively. Now, defensively, there may be some issues there, but I think there's a lot of options that uh, Scott Brooks has this season. It's going to be interesting to see how he rolls them out. Speaking of that, I think versatility, uh, positional versatility is a big reason why Carrick Felix ended up being the guy for that 15th and final roster spot. Scott Brooks talked about it after they announced the decision. He said that Carrick Felix can guard ones, twos, and threes. And on offense, he can play both the two and the three. They really like how his three-point shot is developing. He's a real high-energy guy, um, gives a ton of effort, even in practice. I mean, Jody Meeks today and Bradley Beal both said uh, what we've heard from Chris Miller, that you know sometimes uh, players will have to tell Carrick Felix to settle down in practice. You don't want to go too hard. You don't want to you know, risk injury to, to anyone. He, he treats every time he's on the court like it's a big game. And that's going to definitely come in handy this season. But apparently in practice, he's, he's taken it a little bit too far. Um, I thought that as training camp wrapped up, as they headed to the preseason, that Carrick Felix had a pretty good shot in making this team. Um, then especially when Sheldon Mack went down with his season-ending Achilles tear, that really opened the door for Carrick Felix. And the fact that he's so defensive-minded and can play several different positions, I, I think was the bottom line reason why the Wizards decided to keep him. You know, in Jody Meeks, they have a backup shooting guard for Bradley Beal, who is mainly an offensive guy. He's going to be looked to to score points. Carrick Felix is a nice uh, complement to that. He's going to come in and want to be a hard-nosed defender, tough defender, you know, has some expendable fouls to give away. He's going to be trying to, to guard the backup uh, wing player for a lot of teams. Maybe the best backup wing scorer that some of these teams have, you can deploy Carrick Felix. I don't think he's going to be the guy that is going to get a lot of minutes. I think there's going to be a lot of games where they don't see, like, a, a, an opportunity to play him. But I think he is going to come in handy. I think he could... Have, I've said this before on the podcast, a Jonathan Simmons-like impact in terms of his high energy, uh, scrappy on defense, can throw down some dunks. But I would also throw the name Garrett Temple out there because 
Felix is about the same size. Um, he's a hard-nosed wing defender, much like Garrick Temple. Um, very smart guy. Very disciplined, works very, very hard. I, I just see some similarities between the two of them, and I wouldn't be surprised if given the opportunity if Carrick Felix made a pretty big impact uh, for these Wizards. All right, let's move on to the Markeith Morris uh, rehab. He's about halfway through to the beginning part of the timeline. They said six to eight weeks he would be sidelined. Well, we're about three weeks in, a little over three weeks. And just lately, you've seen after practice at, at Capital One Arena, that Marquise Morris is kind of ramping up his rehab. He's starting to uh, shoot the ball. You can see on my Twitter account, at Chase Hughes MBCS, I've got some videos of him shooting. It's looking good. They're basically just set shots, even though he's not someone who gets that high off the ground to shoot anyways. Doing some light running, some light sprints up and down the court. Um, basically, he'll come in after the practice is over. And it was funny today. He had to kick Chris McCullough and uh, Devin Robinson off the court. He kind of pulled a veteran move on them uh, as Tim Frazier was kind of egging him on, saying, hey, man, that's your court. You're the veteran. It's your court. So Markeith Morris kind of you know, pulled his weight, um, pushed his weight around, I guess, in that regard. Uh, so that was kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, halfway through uh, is clearly walking still relatively gingerly. He's not going to be able to play – five-on-five pickup games with contact anytime soon, but I think you're seeing progress with Markeith Morris, and certainly the Wizards would like to see him back uh, sometime soon. Speaking of Markeith Morris, he's going to be out, we know, for several weeks, and that has put a lot of focus throughout training camp and preseason on the power forward competition. Who will take his place? And there's basically three candidates to get the majority of the minutes at power forward or to start. You know, obviously, the minute doling out is the most important part of it, but all eyes have been on who's going to start. And Jason Smith got three of those starts during preseason and played really well. His last two games, he played very, very well. There was one game where he had something like 20 points in 23 minutes. Knocking down threes, hit four threes. Uh, I believe it was in the last preseason game. Hitting them from the corner, um, hitting them off the dribble, you know, not you know, with a, a very complex dribble move, but he's doing things that he didn't quite do last year, and that was his goal coming into this season. Last year, he could hit threes off set shots. Now he wants to be able to hit threes trailing in transition and off screens and stuff like that, and so far, so good in that regard. I think he's the leader in the clubhouse. If you asked me a week or two ago, I, I would have thought that Otto Porter would get that start, and he very well might, but I think the majority of the power forward minutes are going to Jason Smith whether he starts or not, because if you put Kelly Oubre in the starting lineup and make Otto Porter your four, then there's a domino effect. Then you got to figure out who's going to play small forward in the second unit. Could it be Jody Meeks? Sure, but they're definitely going to run into some teams where that's going to be way too small of a of a triumvirate in terms of three guards, John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Jody Meeks. At some point, you're going to need to spread out and balance out the minutes of Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre. As good as they look together on the court, you need to stagger those minutes so you can have a a long wing defender on the court at all times. Now, Mike Scott is the other candidate to get some of these minutes. And I thought he played really well in the preseason. You knew he was a defensive-minded guy, tough, had some really good defensive ratings back in his prime when he was with the Atlanta Hawks. But he can also stretch the floor with a pretty nice shot. A lot of the players, John Wall and Bradley Beal, have talked about how he can be an inside and outside type scorer. So I think when you look at Mike Scott, you really look at a similar player to Markeith Morris, just not as not as good, you know, not as um, 
maybe not as athletic at this point in his career. Uh, maybe has to be limited because of his ankle surgery in the past. But Mike Scott is going to be able to bring a pretty similar impact, I think, to that second unit once it all gets shaken out. So if I had to guess right now, I think you'll see more of Uber and Otto playing together. But Jason Smith, I would guess, is going to get the start. And Mike Scott's going to get a lot of minutes at the four. And we won't know who's going to start at power forward until the day of the game. Um, Scott Brooks said that he wants to keep it that way. You know, he was talking about... Um, you know, you know. I, I wonder if it just comes down to gamesmanship, not letting the the Philadelphia 76ers know, maybe making sure that Mike Scott and Jason Smith don't let up these last few days of practice, not that they would have to worry about that. But Scott Brooks, for whatever reason, doesn't want to let us know who the power forward is going to be until the day of the Sixers game. All right, before I move on to those two-way rookie guys, uh, their two-way contracts, um, I want to tell you about Commuter Connections. Commuter Connections is a rideshare program that has been around for over 40 years. And what they like to do, what they specialize in, is saving you time and money and reducing stress when it comes to your commute. And if you live in the D.C. area, if you live in any major city around the country listening to this podcast, you know that commutes can be absolutely terrible. D.C.'s got some of the worst traffic in the United States. It's always D.C., Chicago, Atlanta, L.A., New York. Those are the cities that have the worst traffic and no one likes to be behind the wheel when you're stuck in traffic. It's a lot less stressful when you're in the passenger seat or in the back seat. And this is a rideshare program. It hooks you up with other drivers who are going in the same direction with a free ride matching service. It's very, very easy. You sign up and they send you matches and other information for your commute. You can register for free at commuterconnections.org or call 800-745-RIDE. That's R-I-D-E. You can also check them out with their Carpool Now app. The savings really adds up. I mean, you can immediately save at least half if you carpool. That's what they say. And there's a lot of things you can save for. Nice dates with your significant other. Help your kids pay for college, retirement, or your dream vacation. Everyone wants more money, and Commuter Connections can help you save your hard-earned cash. All right, before we wrap this up, um, a quick note on the two-way contract guys. Michael Young out of Pittsburgh and Devin Robinson out of Florida. The Wizards, of course, signed those guys soon after the draft. They went undrafted. They got two-way deals. And under those two-way contracts, you're allowed to stay up in the NBA for 45 days. You can get... Uh, the experience of playing in games or just being in practice or being in the film room. It's really a great provision in the new CBA. And that clock, that 45-day clock, can start in the beginning of the season. So the Wizards, as I've written about a few times now on NBCSportsWashington.com, have been discussing the possibility of keeping one of those players up for the beginning of the season. Michael Young is the logical top candidate because Devin Robinson still hasn't practiced yet. He's dealing with complications from a uh, stress fracture in his left foot, something he's dealt with for a long time. Michael Young's been healthy. He's appeared in two uh, preseason games. He also plays power forward. Markeith Morris, who's out, plays power forward. So he could be a nice little insurance policy. At this point, you know, Scott Brooks said nothing's been finalized, but at this point, I would guess that Michael Young will be up with the Wizards for the first two home games. And then when they hit the road, uh, he'll then probably be optioned to the Delaware uh, 87ers uh, as the Wizards 
still have one more year without a um, specific D League or G League affiliate. It's now known as the G League, of course. Devin Robinson will probably go to the G League as he continues his rehab. Uh, you know, maybe they keep him around for a little bit to be with their training staff, but he's been with them for a while now. I think he'll be heading to Delaware. Or, you know, last year it was what the Northern Arizona Suns that they sent Chris McCullough. So they have a few different options. But right now, I would expect one of those guys to stay up, and that one guy is likely to be Mike Young. All right, once again, thanks to Jody Meeks, Wizard Shooting Guard, for joining the podcast today with an exclusive interview. Great stuff from him. And thanks to you for listening to the Wizard Step-Off Podcast. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.